Alright guys, um, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, today, let's continue our discussion. Let's talk about uh, the actual relationship between uh, Winston Churchill and his son, uh, Rudolf, Rudolf Churchill. Um, so Winston always says, it's actually funny, um, he said, politics is like piano playing. The earlier you start, the better. So Randolph uh, trying to kind of get molded into a politician like his father. So he always jokes late, uh, later on that uh, he took in politics in with uh, my mother's milk. I was practically born on a political platform. Uh, if you think about it, that's actually true. Uh, so uh, across um, Randolph's career, he has always been kind of within the circle of politics. It's kind of like his father, Winston, as well. Uh, you know, he was born within the um, scenario of uh, House of Commons, right? Um, uh, his dad, Lord Randolph, was, you know, a politician as well. So Randolph was born in 1911, and... He and his siblings grew up in the environment of the parliament, right? Um, and then he would know at a very young age, uh, this lord, that lord, right? This a very, very, very important person. So he, he kind of grew up like submerged in this kind of a very British slash royalty slash political, uh, p- political world like that. Um, in March of nineteen twenty four. Winston Churchill was running for election. Um, so Randolph, his son, was 13 at the time. And then he was actually manning the telephone. Can you imagine that, right? Like, so the 13-year-old boy was actually uh, manning the telephone and then uh, answering voter questions or, uh, you know, dealing with uh, heckling that, you know, the other side was calling in, right? And then... Winston begins to involve Randolph more and more to his political life, right? So Randolph become like a shadow of him. Um, at age 16, uh, Winston bring in a random, uh, Randolph to political events, right? Um, to ribbon cutting, giving speeches, car demonstration, on a PR event, just to get him exposed into the limelight, into the political life, as you may. And... Randolph loved it, right? Like, like, Winston did not force it onto his son. His son actually loved the limelight. Um, and then a couple of years after, um, he was uh, listening his father uh, talking about budget. And then he actually wrote, I'm so pleased about the enormous budget surplus, <laughs> right? From age uh, 14, 15 year old boy that cares about that kind of stuff, right? So he was kind of growing up from the like, age zero to like 18 as a uh, bright political mind, right? As a somebody that has huge potential of even surpassing his father, right? And then Winston were not shying away pointing out that success in the political arena is the only success that counts in life. And it looks like Randolph was on a straight and narrow to go into politics and then do well in that, right? And then uh, at age 18, in 1929, he started to give speeches, uh, uh, you know, um, 
in place of his father, or kind of like when somebody cannot get Winston to give a speech,、uh, they will hire his son Randolph to do it. So that is the good things about Randolph and his growing up, and. Here's the thing: is that both good habits and bad habits got passed on to Randolph. Right? Here's what we mean. On the good side, he is a great political budding star, right? And 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 he always admire his father through his through Winston's as you know talks and speeches and writing. But here's the thing: the bad thing is Winston always portrayed himself as a relentless consumer of good food. Cigar and alcohol.、Um, he uses whiskey as throat moisture、um, until lunch, so he drinks pretty much constantly. He preferred not to finish drinks. He he preferred to kind of like, like sip on them, like all all day, like not in a hurry to finish them. And in nineteen twenty nine, financial crash, it completely wiped Winston out.、Uh, he lost seventy five thousand pound. Let me repeat that. Winston lost seventy five thousand pounds. Okay, and then he could no longer rely on his cabinet salary. That is when he agreed to write books and articles to support the living. Now, here's the thing that I did not know. I I think part of it is kind of like you know like、uh, Mark Mark Twain, like towards the end of his life, he he kind of forces to write. Right. I'm. I'm not sure in this particular case how much of that was being forced, but how much of that is, is he he actually write for for fun, write for significance. So, Winston always liked to live in the high lifestyle, right? And his son Randolph watches it, copies it, and thinks that's fine.、Um, and Winston never really thought about if he can afford it or not. So here is kind of his. List of people that he hired to work at his house, right? It's called the Carwell. Okay, so here's a list, right? Are are you guys ready? This is actually fun.、Uh, this was in the book. So, um, so he preferred to have a limited good cigar and champagne, and he hires a cook, a farmhand, a groom for the pony, three gardeners, a nanny, a nursery maid, odd man for dustbins, boilers, and polishing boots. He says he hired an odd man that just dumped the trash,、uh, cleaned the boiler, and、uh, you know a polished boot. That's it, right?、Uh, two housemaid,、uh, two、uh, housemakers, right?、Um, cleans,、uh, two kitchen maids, two pantry maids, and then、uh, his wife、uh, Clementine has a lady maid, and two secretaries for Winston. If you watch、uh, the movie.、Um, The Finest Hour, which is probably、uh, one of my favorite films,、uh, portraying Churchill,、uh, Gary Oldman did a great job.、Uh, I think the beginning of the film was a brand new secretary、uh, reporting to duty on the first day,、uh, which is actually pretty funny.、Uh, Winston loves to take bath, right, hot bath, and then you know, like, kind of like causes a scene whenever that、like, he's trying to hurry out or there's like a good idea coming up, so. Highly, highly recommend that movie.、Um, so, if you count that, right, three gardeners, nanny, maid, secretaries, he hired twenty people, right? Like how how can somebody support a twenty people staff? 
um, when his entire life savings are wiped out. But again, Winston doesn't care, right? So Winston, uh, Winston thought that he would spend around five hundred pounds a month. That is actually a lot, right? So they ended up, <laughs> they they um ended up spending about ten thousand pounds in one year. So that comes down to about eight hundred and thirty three pounds a month. So he's way over budget. In 1937, uh, Winston spent more than he earns by 5,000 pounds. And uh, how much is 5,000 pounds, you ask? Uh, about 310,000 US dollars in 2017 dollars. So in a sense that uh, he will spend roughly 600K per year to maintain his lifestyle in current US dollars, which is a lot, right? And Randolph kind of grew up in this environment and he learned from the from his father and he started to actually ad get adapted to the same lifestyle. And, re and remember, right, when when like he was young, when Randolph was like 17, 18, 19, you know, in 1928, in 20, uh, 20, in 19, uh, 29, he was actually giving a lot of uh, political speeches. So I remember uh, the books mentioned that uh, there is this American tour that they're trying to get his dad and then the dad, uh, Winston, couldn't come, and then he went on an American tour, right? And then that uh, that paid them twelve thousand dollars in twenty in nineteen twenty eight, which come up to about one hundred and eighty eight U S dollars in twenty twenty one. And then think about it, right? If you're a seventeen eighteen year old kid, and then you can make almost two hundred grand per trip, you're making a lot of money, right? So he was supposedly. Um, earning an allowance of 400 pounds a year, that's come to roughly $25,000 in 2021 dollars. So his son, Randolph, was making a lot of money, way much than, uh, than a regular teenager who are, uh, who are getting their first job, uh, either during college or after college, right? So Randolph started to live it up, right? He started to you know, uh, go to different clubs, you know, spend more money, buy Cartier jewelry for his friends. Uh, you know, uh, he is also a ladies man. Um, if you look at his um, early uh, photo, he's actually quite handsome. Uh, and then um, he just started to develop this playboy lifestyle, kind of completely distracted him from getting anything done in life. And uh, Winston kind of recognizes it and then he doesn't do much about it. Uh, and then Winston confronted him and then the son would say, hey, you know, like this is something that uh, I will take into account. But like he, he, he never really fixes it because of the fact that, right, like his dad is, uh, is uh, living this way too. So poor financial literacy or poor financial restraint, let's put it that way. So yeah, so uh, Randolph actually just grew up to become a playboy. Um, he never really, in a sense, developed into anything significant or um, what's the term? He he never able to surpass his father. And it's very, very hard right? when your father is very, very, uh, you know, a significant figure in, po in politics and other uh, arena. It's very hard for the son to surpass him. And... Uh, one thing that I think is really interesting to brought up, Randolph Churchill actually recognizes the 
rise of Hitler before his dad does. This is uh, actually very, very um, interesting, right? So in the 1930s, you know, it's like the Churchill decade, right? Like his, uh, uh, his dad was maneuvering, right? Uh, we all know the whole uh, finance hour, the whole Dunkirk extraction. Randolph was kind of involved with this as well. So in early 1931 and early 1932, uh, we talk about this in the previous book, Gandhi and Churchill, uh, Winston was occupied with um, India. And then in, 19, in 1933, their attention kind of switched from India to Nazi Germany. And then Rudolph actually recognizes the threat of the rise of Hitler before his dad, right? So July of 1932, uh, after Randolph's 21st birthday, he actually traveled to Germany for a social correspondent to cover the uh, forthcoming uh, forthcoming uh, election there. So he actually doing some uh, reporter work. And then Randolph um, wrote down the account of a Hitler rally, right? So let me read this real quick. So um, Hitler was, he said, uh, surrounded by a group of resolute, tough, and... Uh, va- vehement men who would never tolerate any backsliding from their leader. Nothing can long delay their arrival in power. Hitler will not betray them, but let us make no mistakes about it. The success of the Nazi party sooner or later means war. Nearly all of Hitler's principal lieutenants fought in the last war. Most of them have two or three medals on their breasts. They burn for revenge. They are determined once more to have an army. I'm sure that once they have achieved, they will not hesitate to use it. So this is a very keen reservation, right? Coming from a 21-year-old, right? So in a sense, if if Randolph was not such a playboy, right? If, if he actually applied himself and then um, or, 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 or not being so um, shadowed by his father, right? I think he could have been something, right? And then towards the very end, um, Churchill passed away in 1960-something. Uh, Randolph passed away not shortly after him. I think a couple of years after Winston passed away. So his whole life, he kind of lived with this shadow, kind of like just cast on Randolph's mind and on his kind of thought process and then he's not really been able to make anything out of himself and then he sort of are doing anything in place for his father right like when somebody cannot get get a Winston hey let's get his son so he's able to fulfill that role but he's never able to surpass his father and to be honest I I honestly don't think anybody <laughs> can surpass uh, Winston Churchill um, during that time time period. But it's actually a very, very cool book talks about the relationship between the two men. So that's it, guys. I uh, just wanted to kind of give you guys a uh, breakdown of uh, Randolph and, and uh, Churchill. And I think this is a very interesting book that talks about this particular set of relationships that they have that they don't really talk about in other books. So um, that's it. I like the book. If you want to uh, read it, go ahead. I recommend it. And then uh, that's it, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. 
I have no idea what I'm going to talk about next, but、uh, we'll see. All right, thank you. Bye.